What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 134 of Smack Talk from SmarkOutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the mic this evening, we have Mr. Drew White. Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Mike Payton. Hey. And Mr. Steven Wigo. Hey, yo. <laughs> what we have for you today for a special feature is we're going to review everything that happened at WWE's Payback event. We also have another little supplemental special feature, which is going to be the start of the current tournament that we're running on Smarkout Moment, a rehash of the Hottest Divas tournament, so you will get to vote for that kind of stuff. We're going to do a little bit of a break with the rest hold coming up in part four. We're going to do the hot tags of the week in part two. And as usual, this part one here is going to be the Ask Him Wrestling Trivia Question of the Week. So, last week's question was from Miguel, and it was, who is the youngest male champion in WWE history, and what belt did he win? Everybody got it right. It was Rene Dupree with the tag team titles. He was, I think if I'm remembering correctly, 19 years old when he won it. So the people that did get it right, we have Moro Supremo, Rosa Show, Johnny Castaway, and Watchmen King 67. Nobody got it wrong. Good job, guys. This week's question... Now, if you don't know how this works, two parts. One goes to the other people on the panel. The other one goes to the audience out there. So, for you guys on the panel, I'm going to give you three names. You tell me who the wrestler is. Taj the Destroyer, Gix, or Jix, I'm not 100% positive how you pronounce that, and Colby Lopez. Who is that? Triple H. Nope. Batista. Nope. Boutista is the answer mallet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, shoot! Is that Kane? Wait, is it Kane? Nope. No, oh, is, is it? Does he wrestle right now? He wrestles right now. Ooh, is he? Uh... He is a is he a it guy or a WWE guy? He's a WWE guy. Ooh. If I okay. gave you the other ring name that he's known by, other than the one that he goes by now, everybody would get it immediately. Okay, it's, what, was, it's... what was the first name? Taj the Destroyer. I know who you're going to end Tyson up... Tyson Kidd. <laughs> no. Jinder Mahal. No, I knew you were going to try to guess Jinder Mahal, but nope, it's not him. Mm. Is it someone in through my opinion? In fact, I can make a joke about a face turn, but uh, you won't get it until afterward. Mr. Ziggles? The Great Khali. Nope. Nope. All right, any last guesses before I tell everybody? Ooh, um, Drew, last it... guess. I'm going to go on WWE.com and say every guy until I get it right. Like, last guest? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, pass. Pass me for now. Peyton, go. Uh, is it Seth Wollins? Yes, it is. Oh, damn. It's as if he was relative in what happened this week. Who would have thought? <laughs> General Hall face turn joke, of course. His heel turn. And the question to you guys in the audience, what former stable was Seth Rollins a part of in Ring of Honor? If you know the answer, or you think you know the answer, or you just want to make a blind guess, go ahead and send us a tweet at SmarkOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim. Send a comment below on YouTube, or leave a comment on the SmarkOutMoment page when this will be up. And you'll win nothing next week, but I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with all that nothing. And if you get it wrong, the League of Soap, or or you or you could just copy it off of someone else who answers before you. <laughs> you could always do that, <laughs> which will probably happen. 
So next week we'll tell you who gets it right, who gets it wrong, and who gets it really wrong, if that's the case. And we're going to continue the show here in part two with the hot tags of the week. Hot tag time, everybody. Hot tags. Hot tags. Ouch. It's hot. Ow. (laughs) It's a... (laughs) now that we've killed all the momentum going in here (laughs) let's go talk about all the things that happened this week that we found kind of interesting or stupid or whatever the case may be first up here tyson kidd is going to be repackaged with a luchador gimmick out of all things because they decided that tyson kidd is good in the ring but terrible on the mic and they must not uh, think that tyson kidd himself is actually somebody that they can market but if you slap a mask on him then cool so look forward to him being the next sin Cara or other random gimmick that they give him but i'm a little disappointed in this i was hoping that we would end up getting that tag team that was rumored of him and evan Bourne, or maybe him and justin gabriel would team back up again because those guys aren't really going to be doing that much and um ah, you know what maybe this will be a way to give evan Bourne a mask too they can do that uh but there's some potential good stuff in this tyson kid has not really done anything he doesn't seem like he's going to go that far so maybe if they do give him some kind of a masked uh gimmick and that's the thing that helps him out then cool i'll see what happens when it happens drew your thoughts on uh giving a mask to tyson kid i don't give a fuck why not because I don't have fucks to give. <laughs> Pretty sound reasoning. <laughs> Hayden, your thoughts on Tyson Kidd with a mask? What, you think I have fucks to give? <laughs> do I, guess look like I'm, do I look like I'm made of fucks? <laughs> I'm still um, on trees, but I think that you have a couple. Okay, well, I think I found a fuck over here. Um, I think it's just that they're trying to really build up some kind of lucha influence i mean they have sin Cara there they have this luchador tag team they have coming up with callisto and lo cal down in nxt I, hate I think they're awesome lucha lucha i think it's a shame they didn't get to have a better match at uh at our takeover they because, only got, Ricard- like, minutes. because ricardo is chubby chubby yeah well there is that but callisto is <laughs> awesome uh, maybe they'll make him the the guy they end up pairing with callisto so they can make that team actually worth a shit maybe fuck Put a brick in there, teaming with him, and it'll be better off. <laughs> How do you say brick in Spanish? El Brico. That's good enough. Tyson <laughs> Kid is El Brico. <laughs> Your thoughts, Wago? I think it's a shame. I think Tyson Kid's one of the most underutilized talents on that roster. I've never really seen him have a bad match, and I really enjoyed his tag work when he was with D.H. Uh, Smith. So it's a shame, but if it gives him some direction. I guess that's good, because he's, other than that match with Adrian Neville, which was uh, pretty good, he's just been floundering around, not doing much. I really wish um, they'd team him back up with Justin Gabriel, though, because I enjoyed that tag team, and God knows we need to build the tag team division some more. But, yeah, I don't understand putting, like, trying to have a lucha influence with guys that aren't actually Mexican when you've got a whole bunch of lucha talent out there that you can sign. Maybe they won't necessarily go with a luchador thing. Maybe they'll just go with flat-out mask. Maybe. pull that off. I mean, Kane's wearing a mask, and he's not doing any luchador stuff. Maybe he'll recycle the Mrs. gimmick as the Canadian kid or whatever it was. You know what? Maybe they will end up doing that. I didn't even think about that. 
That probably would get over more than Tyson Kidd, which is really sad. Yeah, it is. Uh, speaking of uh, NXT stuff and Elocal and Callisto and all that, Raw might be coming to Full Sail University soon. They're thinking about doing a special event at where they uh, tape the NXT tapings. And then it'll probably be Raw is what the rumors are going around. And it'll probably just be a one-shot thing. It's not going to be like they're recording Raw there from now on. They're not TNA or something. Um, this could be cool. It could be a stupid thing. Kind of all depends on what they're going for here. If it's a random special in the middle of nowhere, then that's okay. But if it's going to be something that really means something, then it's going to look really odd. Because that small arena is going to seem like such a downgrade for Raw. But hey, I'm open to suggestions, so we'll see what happens. Drew? Uh, it could be cool. If they do like some type of uh, NXT invasion at the Full Sail University, but that's if they do it, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's probably just a good way to show off some type of NXT talent. Uh, did they mention when it could possibly be at? Like what time of the year? I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I got to imagine it'd have to be around the fall. Okay, well, you know, that's cool. I I suppose I, I do give some fucks about this, so good 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 for. Uh, Full Sail University. There's at least one fuck to be given by Drew White on this. Yes. <laughs> Payton, any fucks? I got lots of fucks. I love the NXT <laughs> arena. I think having a Raw in front of there might be one of the best things they can do because the crowd would be a hell of a lot hotter than it was in fucking Indiana or wherever it was this Monday. Yummy. Woo, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, anytime they have a show there, that crowd is just awesome. They're always excited. It doesn't matter who the hell is out there. It could be the person they least like. Them. They, they, go, they go nuts for Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> and I mean, Emma. And Emma. Like, these people love anything. So that I think that would be one of the best places you could have Raw. As far as it looking like it's a downgrade, I don't know if I would worry about that. I think depending on how you have the camera set up, it could still look really good. If the crowd is really hot and having a good time, I think people are just going to get sucked into it. And it would be wise to have some type of NXT crossover. I don't know if I would book any kind of long-term invasion story, at least not yet. Maybe that's something you could do down the line or this could be the kickoff of it. But I would have it just be like, uh, hey, you know, we're, we're going to go down to where we have all this new talent. We might have a couple matches of them facing each other or them facing WWE guys. Maybe pull out the old uh, Sami Zayn versus Cesaro match for another time. And you can have a fun time with that. You know, it'd be kind of cool if they did like champion, um, like Divas champion versus women's champion hmm. and uh, NXT champion versus WWE champion. Like kind of uh, how bragging rights was set up before. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe they should even fucking call it bragging rights. Reuse Not, that name. I would go. say call. I would say call it crossover. Crossover. Because that, that sounds like the fucking type of names they're using. NXT cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Wego, your thoughts on this? I find it a bit odd that they do that, but I'm not necessarily against it. Um, I just don't understand how you do it without kind of looking like a downgrade for Raw. Unless they're going to integrate it into a storyline, I don't understand why they do it. Maybe if you bring in someone like Adrian Neville up to the main roster, but he's still holding the belt, maybe he could be feuding with, say, a champion over on the main roster, and that drags over for basically saying, you come to my backyard and we wrestle there type of thing. But other than that, I'm not sure why you do it. But I'm interested because... We've had a whole bunch of shitty crowds recently, and it'd be nice to have a change. 
And it's such a shame that a small amount of people like that invest so much more than all these places that seem to be starving for an event, and then when they get it, they don't actually deliver. Very true. Can I just say, as far as why they would do something like that, it's to shake it up. I mean, why did WCW go to the spring break place they went to with all the freaking water around the ring? You know, did that make sense? You know, did you have all the seats you could fill then? No, but, you know, it, it shook it up and it made it special. Yeah. Yeah, it all depends on the marketing of it, I think. Some kind of the crossover thing, like we've been talking about, that could be a really cool special episode of Raw, just kind of like how they do the old, uh, I'm just called it old stool Raw, like Miguel. <laughs> the old school Raw, or the, uh, uh, the, the draft things, and, you know, different specials that they've done in the past. If they do an NXT episode of Raw, that could be cool. If it's just an actual normal episode of Raw, that's going to look awkward. The weirdest thing is going to be doing three hours in that tiny arena with that tiny crowd. wonder how long they'll last before they're totally burnt out. Well, don't they record multiple episodes? Mm-hmm. Of NXT at oh, then time? again, that's a good point. So they should be fine. And they have no breaks when they do those recordings. Like when a match ends, the next guy is coming out as soon as it's over. They have no downtime. Nice. So, hell, if nice. anything, maybe that'll be a way to kind of tell the people to kind of I don't know, get themselves in the gear. Uh, let's see here. NXT people, that's going to transition us over to different people of the future here. Superstar Billy Graham bashed Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, and WWE in general. He basically was saying Bo Dallas is stupid, Adam Rose is gay, and I'm not watching WWE anymore. He sounds like an internet wrestling community fan. Hey, I think, it, I think I've been like tweeted by some, a hundred of his alts then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is kind of ridiculous. Um, Superstar Billy Graham has bitched and complained about so many different things, and it seems like every complaint that he has is, it's not like, oh, when I used to wrestle, damn it, and I don't like this anymore. Get over it. Things change. Get off my lawn. You know, we can't have Harley Race wrestle every match right now, because he can't. And, you know, you're going to go back and forth between more PG things and more R-rated things or whatever, and you get... Just as many people that complain when things are too kiddy as you get that people go, oh, this is too raunchy for me to accept and all that. Just BS from uh, Billy Graham here. Drew? Billy Graham, have you ever considered that the WWE does not give two fucks about you or even one? So in this case, shut up. You just got to believe and don't be a lemon. Be a rosebud. You fucking cunt. Actually, I think Rosebud might be one of the one of the more accurate terms to use on him. Well, I don't know what his Billy Graham says. I don't. Fuck that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 got it. No, I was halfway through doing that. I'm just like, oh, well, here comes the bashing shit. I love how Mr. Cotter speaks. Mr. Cotter. Like, we don't have any other John Travolta quotes except for, like, pull pictures or something like that to throw out there. Just all Mr. Cotter. So, um, before I save myself the embarrassments, the fucks I give has left. Peyton, any fucks for superstar Billy Graham? Not at all. Like, he doesn't affect me in the slightest. I have had no exposure to him in any of the time I've watched wrestling. Even going back and watching old stuff, the few little bits I see of him, I think he's a total jabroni. So I don't care what his stupid opinion is. He's allowed to have it. But don't expect me to follow your stupid Twitter. Fuck off. <laughs> he's fucking cut. There's one fuck. A fuck off. <laughs> Way go. 
as I said on the uh, post-Raw show, an old man that's not relevant anymore, talking about stuff that is relevant, and he doesn't like it, well, here's the kicker. We don't like you. <laughs> and our last one to talk about, Abdullah the Butcher has lost his legal battle for <clears throat> giving somebody hepatitis C by blading during a match without that person's approval. Makes sense, right? You don't do that if you have that kind of a <laughs> condition. So, I guess... Uh, what was it, $2.5 million he's going to have to pay or something like that? 2.3, I think it was. Three, ouch. That sucks for him, but hey, you shouldn't have done it, right? Drew, any fucks? Who got, who got drunk? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Who, I think, what happened? Uh, sorry, there was a Twitter fight. I was looking at it. What What happened? Wait, who were we talking about? Like, <laughs> Fucking hell, you're McGellig right now. I know, I know. Absolutely. Except I'm not falling asleep. Abdul, who the... Uh, I don't even, I'm too fucking young. I don't give a sh- no fucks <laughs> given. Move on. I'm, I'm glad I'm looking at this instead of hearing that. Peyton? Yeah, what drew? Wait, go, any fucks? Alright, so the main story about this, because I followed it for some odd reason, um, he actually bladed the other guy with the blade that he used on himself. Uh, um, oh. multi- um, multiple times in the match, and one, you just don't blade the other guy without their consent. And two, you don't fucking do it, share your fucking blades if you've got hepatitis C. He's known he's had it. Um, he's kept hush about it and still wrestled and bladed on this uh, indie circuit. So the guy's a scumbag. I'm glad he lost the case. And his head looks like shit. All right, guys, there's the hot tags of the week. Tell us what you think about these kind of topics. If you have any fucks to give, if you don't, tell us that too. And we're going to go from one set of not having a whole lot of fucks to a lot of fucks in the next segment. The Hottest Divas Tournament coming up in part three. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part three of episode 134. And this is going to be the start of ten weeks of this new tournament that we're going to have for SmartCon Moment. Now, you might have noticed that we are doing the tournament before, and if you haven't, give you a little bit of a breakdown here. This is going to be a rehash of sorts of an old tournament that we have done on SmartCon Moment, but in a much more bite-sized manner. We did a huge tournament back in the day of the hottest divas and knockouts. Pretty much everybody who's been a part of WWE and TNA for the history of the companies. It spawned uh, a whole lot of different views on the channel. It got a lot of people interested in stuff, and people have been begging me to do it again ever since. But I haven't because it took roughly nine and a half months to complete because of that many people were involved, and there was no way I was going to invest that much time into it. So this time around, we're keeping it a lot simpler. It's just going to be who is the hottest diva on the roster today, and that includes... Not just the wrestlers, but also any other woman who was a part of WWE for an on-air role. Obviously, we're not going to do the people that are doing the backstage stuff, because that, uh, we don't know. But anybody who is a part of the Wrestling Divas, or they are on the commentary team, they are announcers, they're a legend who performs every once in a while, a manager, any of that kind of stuff. They will be a part of this tournament. You guys will be able to vote on who you think is the most attractive. Kind of a sexist thing to do, but hey, if any women out there want to do the hottest guy in the WWE, I'll let you do that too. I don't really care. Um, so Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, we know who Peyton's voting for. Yeah, we could just go ahead and forego that. 
<laughs> so what we're doing here is we're going to break this down and we're going to do four rounds or four parts, I should say, of round one, because I don't want to overload with too many votes in one week and uh, make people do that much. But we're going to have four sets of matches and uh, the first set is going to be what we're going to cover today. Next week, we're going to break down set number two. Quadrant three comes after that, etc. Round two is going to be broken up into two sections. And round three, four, and the finals of round five are just going to be one. Because then we don't have too many people to go through. Another thing to mention is we only had 30 names. And a standard tournament is broken down in uh, multiples of the whole 32 so I needed two extra spots, and what better way to give the buy votes than to give that to the current Divas champion and the current NXT Women's champion. So Paige and Charlotte get a buy into round two. They don't need to beat anybody, and that is why our first match is going to be Paige versus buy. She gets the buy, as I said. She I'm moves voting on. for buy. Actually, I was going to say buy's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> buy is uh, up there, but Paige is better, right? So, I know a lot of people want to vote for Paige in this tournament, and um, she would have probably won whoever she was up against in this round uh, anyway. So, that's not really that much of a surprise. But next round, she's going to end up having to fight either one of these two, and that is Naomi or Stephanie McMahon. At the moment, which we are recording this Wednesday night, the 4th, Stephanie McMahon is winning with 60% of the votes, 26 votes to 17 for Naomi. And I kind of assumed that Stephanie was going to win this because Stephanie actually got a lot of votes the last time around. And she made it, I think, until like round three or something. But um, right now, Stephanie's winning. My vote goes to Stephanie as well. Who are you guys voting for? Drew? Well, I'm going to vote for Naomi for the sole purpose of Stephanie is fat. <laughs> Not as attractive as what she was, like, last year or the year before that. And Naoma has the best ass game in the business today. So I'm going to go with that. Naoma it is. Peyton, Naomi or Stephanie? You're wrong, Drew. Stephanie's not fat. Stephanie is beautiful. Always has been. She looks fantastic as she ever has. She's only grown into more of being a woman. And we're adults here, Drew. We're not all looking for tiny little fucking bratty girls. You yeah, want real kid. women. You know what the sexiest thing in the world is, Drew? Power. And that's what Stephanie has. So I'm <laughs> all about Stephanie for this one. Way go. Well, oh, since yeah. we're being totally sexist, here's the thing. She's already down. Naomi's already down one, uh, one eye. And if she gets cum shot in the other, she's done. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie, man. But seriously, Stephanie's awesome. She's honestly only got harder with age. So, but yeah, I'm all for Stephanie. Total milf. Next up is the third match, Oksana versus Brandy Rhodes, or Eden Rhodes, or Eden Styles, or whatever the fuck she's going by this week. Uh, Cody Rhodes' wife. I'm going with Brandy slash Eden slash whatever over Oksana. Drew? I'm going to go with uh, Brandy slash Eden slash Rhodes as well. Peyton? I don't particularly like either of them. Um, Oksana, admittedly, has been looking a lot better when they've been finding outfits that fit her figure better. So I don't want to completely count her out. But I think for this one, I'm going to go with Brandy Rhodes. She has nicer legs from what I can tell. So we'll go with that. 
And we go. Oh no, Brand, uh, Brand or Eden, whatever the fucking name. She looks weird. Uh, I'm going with Oksana. Oksana doesn't look weird. <laughs> <laughs> looks less weird. Right now, Oksana is winning 58% of the vote to Eden's uh, 42%. Um, for those who are wondering how I got to these kind of matches, I broke down into three different categories. The people that I assumed were going to be voted for the most, the people that I assumed were going to be voted on the least, and then the people that I had no fucking clue. And um, then I went through a random generator and paired them up that way. So uh, this was actually one of the ones that I wasn't sure. These are two people that I didn't know how people were going to vote. And we're going to see now that that's actually a closer vote than some of the other ones. So that'll be interesting. And uh, it's definitely a lot closer than what this next one was. Uh, The last match that we're going to talk about for this grouping, Alexa Bliss from NXT versus Tamina Snuka. And, of course, Alexa Bliss, 89% of the vote right now against Tamina's 11%. She 100% has my vote. Alexa Bliss, I'm going to spoil something right now, is a potential winner for this whole tournament for me. I think that that chick is gorgeous. Drew, Alexa or Tamina? I'm going to go with Alexa as well. She uh, she is pretty attractive. I'll give you that one. So, yeah. Payton? Uh, this is an easy win for Alexa Bliss. She's cute. She's got to she's got to grow up a little bit though. She's she's got the bratty little girl thing going, and she needs to get out of that. Yeah, she needs to grow into a full summer ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Way go. Not going with Tamina No Fucker. I'm going with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Tamina No Fucker. <laughs> no way. I'm calling Bagsy on that one. <laughs> Damn straight. All right, so those are the four matches that are in round one, part one. Go to the link below on YouTube, or if you are listening to this elsewhere, go to smartoutmoment.com. There is a link on the sidebar. There's a link on the homepage slider. There is a link everywhere on smartoutmoment.com. Cast your votes. The way that we're going to do this is once a week, they are going to shut off Monday nights after we do the Raw post show. So that'll be the last time that you will get to vote is when we're uh, still talking about that. Tuesdays, I will put up a new poll, and it'll be the new set of matches, and you'll be able to vote from then on in. And by the time that this is all done and over with, which I think is going to happen right around the time that SummerSlam is going on, that is uh, when we're going to announce the winner. All determined on what you guys decide, so cast your votes and tell us what you think. We're going to take a little break here with the rest hold in part four, and then we're going to come back and start talking about payback. Sit back and relax, guys. It's time for the rest hold. And if you're unfamiliar with that part of the program, this is when we take a little bit of a commercial break and promote some things going on with the current status and future of Smartout Moment and some A Mango Tree stuff as well. Bleach Report Card is the first thing up here per usual. And for this week, there are the two usual things that I wrote for the coverage of the pay-per-view, breaking down the results of the biggest highlights and low points of payback, as well as reviewing the biggest stars of the night. So if you want to read those articles, you can go on the homepage of smartoutmoment.com under the little Bleacher Report card subcategory. You can also find links below on YouTube if you're watching this there. Or if you're on iTunes and Stitcher, some alternative things that you can do are go on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for A Mango Tree, Smart Out Moment, and Tony Mango. 
or if you want to know all the other things that I have written for that site, go to my profile on Bleacher Report and you will see not only these, but everything before it. Next up is Smark My Words, where I showcase something that you guys have sent in for the comments this week because it was funny or it was interesting or really made me uh, think that it stood out in some way, whatever the case may be. This week, it goes to Awesome Piano Man for his comment. Man, this is going to be the stuff of legend for a smart out moment. Thanks for putting that graphic up. As for the match, Rusev is going to hash the brown. I love my puns, so of course I love that one. Thank you, Awesome Piano Man, for sending that in. Thank you to everybody else who sent in a comment as well. Do so again this week, tell us your thoughts on everything, and tell us to smark your words. The next edition of the Monthly Mailbag will either be coming up on the next episode of Smack Talk, or the one after it, depending on how many questions you guys send in this week. If we have enough to justify doing it next week, we'll do it then, but if not, we'll push it back to episode number 136. So, if you want to get to know us better, you want to ask us any questions, whether it's wrestling related or not, Fill up that inbox by going to the contact form of smartoutmoment.com, shoot us an email, and we'll answer anything that you guys send our way. If you want to show your support for the website and for Smack Talk, keep in mind about the Sign Me Up initiative. That is where if you bring a sign that says smartoutmoment.com to any kind of a wrestling event and send a picture or a video of it to me, I will feature it on the website as well as on the next episode of Smack Talk in the Rest Hold. Now, if you're a nerd like myself and you like geeky different topics like video games and comic books and movies and television and so on and so forth, and you want to know what I think as well as what some other people here think and a bunch of other writers about those kind of topics, go to my other website, fanboysanonymous.com. You can subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash fanboysanon, A-N-O-N. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, whole bunch of different shows that we have for you guys to check out so if you like what's here on smack talk and you like those kind of topics as well and you want to know what we think about things outside of wrestling go to fanboys anonymous stand up and share with us and if you want to join the smart out moment team as a writer or an editor or maybe even part of the podcast team as well go to the same contact form as the mailbag questions send in an application tell me what you're interested in send me a writing sample and I'll start giving you more information and we'll see what we can do. Break time is over with. That is the rest hold for this week. We will continue with the show right now. All right, guys, part five here. We're going to start talking about payback. And of course, we're going to start off with the first match of the night, the kickoff match Hare versus mask El Torito versus Hornswoggle. Uh, I'll say it right now, and I'll echo it a bunch of different times during this review. I was not a fan of Payback. I thought that it was just a glorified episode of Raw, and that almost every match that I thought was going to be good or uh, expected it to be entertaining ended up not being, and that really was a disappointment. So that applied here as well. I went into the WLC match thinking it was going to be atrocious, and it was fun. I went into this thinking that it was going to be fun, and I was bored. El Torito wins via pinfall. I could not care less. They didn't even spend the pro- proper amount of time doing the whole head shaving thing. They barely showed it, and then they were like, oh, you got to watch Raw for it, and 
so what's the point? If the whole thing's supposed to be to look at a bald horn swoggle and you don't show a bald horn swoggle, then what the fuck? The only thing I found interesting about this match was when uh, Hornswoggle kicked out and was throwing El Torito in the arms of Charles Robinson. <laughs> that is it. Everything else, stupid. Oh, wait, no, there actually is one other thing. The uh, unmasking where he has the mask underneath it, which we were talking about before of like, oh, WWE's not going to do anything like that. And they did, but it just didn't come off as well as we were kind of hoping. So, did not like it. Drew, your thoughts? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't as good as the Wii LC match. I don't think we're ever going to get something like that out of these two ever again. But, they, you know, it was okay. I'm not going to hate, hate on it as much as you. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> Payton. This definitely did not live up to the same expectations we had from that WLC match. And I didn't have those expectations, honestly, because I knew we weren't going to have as much involvement from the other members. Um, there were a few fun moments. I mean, there was that one point where people were taking turns diving onto all the other people outside the ring. And even Hornswoggle got a good suicide dive that time. That was kind of cool to see. Um, the ending was what it should have been. El Torito won. Um, the head shaving was atrocious i mean who the hell taught this guy to cut hair he freaking was shoving the shaving cream all over and then trying to use the electric buzzer that's not gonna work yeah um so that was terrible and then they didn't even do the full cut he comes out the next night and he's still got that little bit of a rat tail at the back this this is one of the worst head shavings in the history of head shavings way go well I didn't mind payback as much as other people did, but I can definitely see why it's got a lot of criticism. And this was appropriate that it was on the pre-show because people didn't have to watch it then. It was kind of cruddy, and I had a hard time getting into it. I expected it to be a lot more fun. I knew we didn't have all the elements of the WLC, but at the same time I expected more. So I got a little disappointment. Yeah. We're going to roll along here. Part 6, United States Championship match, Sheamus versus Cesaro. Sheamus defeats Cesaro for the United States Championship, and as I said before, for the most part, I thought every match on this card was just another episode of Raw, and this was actually not too bad, but it just was not good enough for a pay-per-view. We have seen these two have other matches before, and it was just on par. And they didn't do that on a pay-per-view, so they didn't up the game at all, and uh, that was a disappointment. I know a lot of people are probably disappointed that Cesaro didn't win. I didn't expect him to, and that wasn't the reason why I'm disappointed. I just think that the match quality was not good enough. Drew? I don't blame it on match quality. I just don't think this got that much time. They were, they were going at a really fast pace, for, more, faster than I expected out of these two, for, for like an eight-minute match. I actually really enjoyed it. You know, it, and I thought they they went with the roll up finish, which I thought was weird at first. But you know, if it if they're gonna do a quote unquote heel turn, like they've been kind of hitting that with Sheamus, you know, it kind of makes sense going for the cheap win early. But you know, hey, you know, a win's a win. Sheamus is on my team. That's a win as well. So hey, I I liked it for what it was. It was pretty good. Payton. I think they actually had a pretty damn good match, and I I think the problem isn't necessarily that. Um, the pay-per-view isn't beating the Raw matches. I think the problem is that we're getting too good of matches on Raw, and it's spoiled us. And this has been a long-term problem. Maybe. Especially from these guys. These two guys, people will shit on Sheamus, and I think that's very often not deserved. He could be a workhorse when he wants to be and go out there and have a fantastic match. And Cesaro will always go out there and be a workhorse and have a fantastic match. So 
yeah, this match was if it was like a main event, I would probably be offended. But for an early card match and for the time they were given, I think they went out there and they did pretty damn good. There was a story told. They went with the quick finish so that Cesaro doesn't look too hurt by this. It looks like he is someone who definitely could beat Sheamus on another day. And, I, you know, the, the, nothing is necessarily changed. So that maybe that's the reason why we feel a little underwhelmed from it. You know, we're pretty much just back to where we were before the match happened. But that's okay. You know, Sheamus can continue whatever the hell he's doing. I think Cesaro has much bigger things going on for him than a United States championship. Can I mention one thing first before we move on to Wago? Go mm-hmm. for it. It's that um, whenever we do the spin now, and it was really bad this time, people, can we just fucking learn how to count it? Oh, exactly, my God. Right? It was really bad this time. Maybe yeah, that's why he, like, got so- distracted. Maybe he was like, God damn it, people. Fucking count. Ah, one, two, three. Fuck. <laughs> it is, like... A pretty easy thing to do. I mean, you wait until he makes a rotation that counts as one. But people do that all the time when they can't count stuff right. I mean, when the maybe Royal Rumble Heyman comes should, down, like, count it on the microphone so everyone gets it right. Maybe, but even with the uh, the countdown for Royal Rumbles, it shows on the screen. You know, ten, nine, and people are like four, three. <laughs> There's no reason people just can't get that right. I don't know why. We hate math. We hate math. <laughs> Wago, your thoughts on Sheamus versus Cesaro? I thought it was a solid match, and I didn't think there was any particularly really bad matches on this card, and this one lived up to my expectations, and if Sheamus was going to win, they did it the right way. They had him have to use a small package, and that way, even in defeat, Cesaro looked strong. So I was happy with the way this ended. So that's a good way of looking at it on a more optimistic side. There's not necessarily bad matches on this card, they are just not a step up above what we've been seeing on Raw. So, Sheamus versus Cesaro, that's our thoughts. Tell us what you guys think. We're going to do the next one coming up here, Brotherhood versus Rybaxel. Rybaxel versus the Brotherhood, one of the impromptu matches that they threw on the card here. And it ends in a kind of fun way, I think, where Cody Rhodes loses once again, gets on the microphone and says to Goldust, brother to brother, you need a better partner than me. That is something I didn't expect to happen, so that actually ended up being the best part of the whole uh, segment here in my mind. Um, I expected some kind of a heel turn from Cody Rhodes. I didn't expect this match to happen at all. I thought that if we were going to get any two matches added to the card, it would have been Adam Rose versus Jack Swagger or Usos versus Wyatt Family. So that took me by surprise. But um, filler match, nothing really to uh, write home about as far as I'm concerned. And um, I can't think of anything that happened during here other than the messed up moonsault from Cody Rhodes. That is really of note. That looked like uh, that could have hurt bumping heads there. Other than that, I'm out of stuff. You've got a concussion. (laughs) Drew, your thoughts on Rybaxel and Brotherhood? You know, for like the five minutes that they were out there, I was really entertained, and I don't know why. But I think the one thing that I wish they would have done, I wish they would have just made Goldust lose the match himself and never tag Cody in. I wish they would have done that. But, man, I I really enjoyed this match. And Rybaxel, man... I think they could be tag team champions someday. They, I don't know why. They they have somewhat of an identity now, and they're not that bad of a tag team. I actually really enjoy them. So I, I hope uh, good for them. I hope they keep this up. You're just like the big guy. The, the big, big guy. guy. <laughs> the big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the big guy. Peyton, 
as soon as this impromptu match was announced, I knew that this was going to be the end of the Brotherhood. There, there was no other reason to throw this together on here. Um, Brotherhood had its time, but they haven't been doing something for a few months. They they need to just pull that Band-Aid and get it over with. Um, Cody Rhodes, I think, can have brighter things in his future. Uh, as far as Drew was saying there, you had to have Cody in there. In fact, Cody had to be the one that you know tried to work the hardest but lost the match, and then he had a right to feel disappointed in himself. If he never got tagged in, he well, wouldn't have a reason to think that he wasn't doing a good job. No, no, no. Well, what, they went with that route, but I thought the route they were, they were going to do because over the past few weeks – it was, it's been Goldust's fault that they lost, and Cody Rhodes have shot, has gotten somewhat mad at him for it. I thought that they were going towards that. I think Cody would just turn full-on heel. I didn't expect him to do this uh, new, uh, you should try to find a new tag team partner type thing. I th- I honestly prefer this now. It makes more sense. Mm. And I, it's different than the usual, oh, I'm just going to beat up on you because you've lost the match type of thing. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't know know when I've, I don't know when I've seen a tag team split like this ever. Yeah, it's definitely unique. I'm so used to, oh. Uh, we lost. The logical thing would to be kick the fuck out of you. <laughs> we're super best friends when we're going into this match, but because we lost in a generic match, that doesn't really mean that much on Raw or SmackDown or something like that. Now you're my mortal enemy. Or I don't want to beat the piss out of you, so you have to have, help have people help you out the building. Or, or they'll be in the middle of a match, and their partner is getting their ass kicked, and then while going to reach for the person... They drop, drop off. off of right. Yeah, they go, ah, the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're supposed to believe, I think, uh, the little storyline idea that they throw out there is each one of these matches is for money. And if you lose, even by disqualification or something like that, you're sacrificing money. Oh, so the, it's the, like the purse, the champion's purse. <laughs> when was the so, last time you heard that term used? So what? whenever they do that kind of thing, I mean, Cesaro just did that and walked out on Bad News Barrett. It's like, nah, I specifically wanted to come out here to be a showman and show you up because I don't like you. And now we're not friends anymore. But it's okay that I lost like 500 bucks or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> That's stupid. But uh, any other thoughts you wanted to say, Peyton, before I move on to Wigo? Nope. Wigo, then. Ah, the big guy. The big guy. Um, I'm glad they went this route. It's definitely different. And... I'm not sure what they're going to do. Obviously, he had Sin Cara team with Goldust each week. Maybe each week he's just going to find him a shitter partner just so he can laugh at him losing or something and try and sabotage his career that way. I've got no idea, but um, definitely interested in seeing where they go. As far as the match quality goes, it was kind of meh. Agreed. Next one coming up here is Rusev versus Big E. Part 8. Rusev the potato versus Big E Langston. Oh wait, the that... potato. Yeah, the superstar wins here because that's what is uh, always going to happen when he comes out now. Um, which another thing that's going to happen when he comes out now, and I got to mention this more than anything else in the match, his flag waving stuff. Oh my goodness, fucking ridiculous. Oh my. I God. think it was on Raw last week where Rusev was in the ring waving the flag and Biggie was on the stage with the American flag. And no, nobody so... was saying anything, but they're just waving it with all their might. <laughs> well, didn't that happen in this so match? Funny. Like, he was just outside the ring going, yeah, fucking wave my flag better than you. The way that I described it in the review is it looks like he's trying to swat away a bee. <laughs> like, he's angrily doing this. Like, oh, motherfucking flag, goddammit. Like, he, he has the same mentality of waving this flag that Joe Pesci's character in Home Alone has to everything. 
<laughs> he just seems angry at the fucking thing. It's ridiculous with the fucking flag thing. It would be fine if he was just waving the flag normally, but he's doing it with this like rigid arm posture. And they like, both are. It's not just him. I think he's doing it too. <laughs> the fucking flag waving competition. Such weird fucking bodies that every time they try and wave it, it just looks stupid to us. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but this was one of the most awkward things that I've seen this entire year. Well, you built it. You built it as like the battle of the weird body shapes. So yeah, <laughs> it's probably that. But like, people had to be laughing backstage because it couldn't have just been us that noticed this shit. People had to just feel like, oh my god, neither one of these guys can wave a fucking flag. <laughs> we told them to go out there and just do one thing. Zack Ryder did it okay. <laughs> my god, that was by far the most interesting part of this match. Uh, Big E had a good spot where he speared Rusev through the ropes. Fucking everything else is garbage. Uh, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. Rusev needs more than a squash match, and he needs to cut better promos than just repeating his entrance of Rusev... Udria, Rusev, Matchbox. Hey, you said he needed someone else. Got a flag. <laughs> now it, so, gonna, what's now the benefits of this whole stable that we've got going on? We've got Lana's legs, Rusev's flag, and, uh, I don't know. Big Joe's gun. Yeah, Big Joe's gun's gonna be ahead. <laughs> uh, this match sucked. Um, Rusev wins via submission, as expected. And, uh, I would pay more money to see Rusev doing some kind of a flag routine at the Olympics than him actually wrestling. Drew? Well, um, he's a potato. And uh, this was a match. I think it was. And uh, Rusev is now the Russian Kurt Angle, which is because uh, he got the medal. And uh, there was a spear through the ropes, and this was a match. <laughs> I didn't like... I didn't. I didn't... If you couldn't tell... It's not that I didn't give a fuck about it. It's more along the lines of, uh, besides for the flag twirling and the spear, that was pr- pretty darn good. Uh, it wasn't that good. So that's something to keep in mind. Great we should have here. at the end of the year the uh, Smack Talk Awards. We should have, what's your favorite catchphrase from somebody? Drew White, this was a match. Peyton, <laughs> <laughs> do you like the color guard display or did you like the match? It's just the color guard. I thought it was great. You know what I think would be even cooler if rather than having those big full-size flags, if they had those like tiny little flags that kids get during parades. <laughs> Miniature American flags. Yeah, like all. the ones that Del Rio had on the corner of each turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, exactly. But they still waved them just as violently. <laughs> <laughs> They've been using flags a lot lately. Um, yeah, they had Del Rio with those mini ones. But my personal favorite was when the real Americans came and threw the flags. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. they should get um, Jericho back, and he can kick over Rusev's flag, and everybody can go nuts over it. <laughs> Jericho! <laughs> um, match went exactly as it should have. As Awesome Piano Man said, Rusev hashed the brown one. <laughs> realized you had to mention the time that someone threw a flag. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> when someone would catch on to that. <laughs> Way go. I actually didn't mind this match. I thought it's the best one that Rusev's had to date. Uh, that's not saying much, though. Um, Biggie actually looked strong in the match. The Nice to see Rusev finally have some competition. And that spear spot was awesome. So it kept my attention. It was uh, better than the Rhodes Brothers tag match. So, yeah, 
I was pleasantly surprised by Rusev. I expected a lot worse. By the way, right then when you said that, I thought that you said you liked the mash instead of the match. I like the mash. I like the mash. I like the mash. I like the Rusev mash. He liked the mash. The mashed potatoes? So, Potato wins here. Tell us what you guys think about the Potato and Big E and the match itself and the flag waving. Maybe you're somebody who does that and they uh, really are offending you. Or maybe you're just somebody who looks at the screen and you're offended by how ridiculous that is. You're getting some fucking angry YouTuber like, hey, he's he's waving the American flag. (laughs) This routine is fantastic. What are you talking about? I was a color guard person for 10 years and we call that the... We call that the angry Russian move. (laughs) So now that we knocked out the Bulgarian brute, we're going to move on to the inspirational Bo Dallas versus Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston has a match against Bo Dallas. Wait a minute. No, he doesn't. doesn't Because Kane comes out, beats the shit out of Kofi for some fucking reason. I don't know why. And it's gone. Did they say why Kane came out? Or was it just like, we don't Uh, actually want to have Kofi tweeted? Yeah, it was very loosely said, but I guess Kofi put a tweet out that somebody didn't like. Like, God, this whole Twitter thing has to freaking stop. I'm tired of feeling like I have to follow every goddamn wrestler's Twitter just to keep up with what's going on in storylines. And also watch Total Divas. It's stupid. Make stories happen on Raw, goddammit. Yeah. Piece of shit. Superstar Billy Graham. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree, though. I think that the Twitter stuff sucks. Um, I can understand why they're doing it. But I hate Twitter, so I don't follow any of the people on Twitter. And the only reason that I know any of the stuff that happens with tweeting stuff is uh, from, you know, the different websites and the different things that people have told me and stuff. Other than that, I never know what's happening on Twitter. Well, then you should definitely get on Twitter more to find out what's going on. Nah. (laughs) Nah. You ain't about that life? Not about that life. (laughs) So, Bo Dallas does not actually have the match. It ends up being an O contest. But Bo Dallas does look the better out of the two because he gets to go back into the ring later on and tell Kofi that it'll be okay and he just has to believe. So, nice guy there, Bo Dallas. <laughs> Gotta like him. Uh, I thought that that segment sucked. At least they were able to do that next time on uh, Raw. But loving the Bo Dallas character. Sucks for Kofi Kingston that he can't catch a break. And I like the fact that there were a lot of chance of we believe. So that's catching on. That's cool. Drew, your thoughts on this segment? Well, this wasn't a match. And <laughs> I really... <laughs> 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 oh, okay. And... Uh... Go on. <laughs> that was and... pretty perfect, Drew. <laughs> that was unintentional, too. Well, um, this is... I don't know how to follow up with it. This wasn't anything. If you if you've if you've seen Kane come out and beat someone up before, then you know this is nothing different. Uh, I thought it was funny that Bo, Bo Dallas was kind of like, "Oh, I'm gonna help you, Kofi Kingston." I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And then he hightailed it as soon as Kane got in the ring. Oh man, I got my goosebumps going. I thought Bo Dallas was putting himself in harm's way, but thankfully he didn't. So, uh, you know, it was wasn't good. And I think I'm going to shut up now because I'm, yeah. (laughs) Well, I saw his face and I said, holy fuck, this guy is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) He is really fucking ugly. Like, 
I, I don't know if really it's just the first time I really got a full close-up HD look of his face. But holy God, he is hideous. See, <laughs> this is why I've been going on about this for weeks. He's the ugliest wrestler. Like, he's Luna ugly. He's really so, fucking. For those that are interested in the hottest men tournament, we know that Peyton's voting for Roman Reigns and the person who's getting knocked out first round, Odalis. <laughs> but I mean, it's not even just like he's unattractive, ugly. I mean, he, it's just unesthetically pleasing to look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's like taking it to the next step of being mean. Like, it's not that you're ugly, it's that you, it's you're like fundamentally your disturbing your face. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you're watching TV with your dinner, and then you look at him, it's like, ugh. Yeah, your uh, your face is really just not working for me being in my field of vision. So if you could just take it somewhere else, it'd be for the best. Did you ever see a picture of their sister? Sister Abigail? No, not, not Sister Abigail. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a quick one, you. Uh. I forget her name, but she looks like a, a cross between Bray and Bo. Yeah, I actually, I actually saw someone comment that they it They look the like, same, only Bray Wyatt's fatter and has a beard. I saw someone comment on a picture of his sister. It was like, it's awkward because I want to say she's hot, but she looks like some dude that I've seen before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I actually was kind of looking forward to this match because the two of them are a similar build, um, except that Kofi doesn't have the flab. And Bodell's is fat. <laughs> Yeah, I think we could have had a fine match, and it would have been cool seeing Kofi actually getting a pay-per-view payday, which I guess he still did. But I don't know. I'm I'm pretty over this whole Kane thing. I guess they got to keep him hot for going back into the title picture with Daniel Bryan or whatever the fuck they're doing at Money in the Bank. They're not even sure yet. But Bo Dallas is awesome. I'm glad that the crowd is recepting to him nicely, and I'm looking forward to what type of layers they can add to this character. And we go. He looks like how I imagine Luke Harper's shirt smells. <laughs> That's all I got on this. It was just a dud segment. Nothing else? No, I wasn't very happy with this. It was just kind of, what's the point? I ever had them, like, the random beatdown because Kofi said something mean on Twitter. How does that benefit anyone? They're not going to put Kofi in a storyline. We already know that. Instead, they have a match on Raw. They could have just done this on the pay-per-view. Makes no sense. This was short. Yeah, that's true. All right, part 10 is coming up. IC Championship. Intercontinental Championship, Bad News Barrett versus Rob Van Dam. I was really disappointed in this match because, damn it, I kept saying that I thought it was going to be good and I was trying to give RVD credit, but I just did not fucking like it again. Mm. God damn it, RVD. Every once in a while I try to give him credit and then I just get disappointed. But at least Bad News Barrett won. Um, that's one positive thing here. It looks like they're going to continue the feud, but they're going to throw Cesaro into there and maybe just throw Sheamus into the money in the bank or something. I don't know. Um, so that might be where they actually get interesting more so than this, but I was disappointed. Uh, Drew? I'm not going to, actually, I don't, I don't know if this is all of RVD's fault, but you know, it's just like their two wrestling styles are just completely different, and maybe it just didn't mesh well. I don't know. I, I've never been really too fond of Wade Barrett in the ring. I've never thought he was amazing. I just thought he was above average, mm-hmm. and I've always thought our RVD was just above average. So I didn't really expect too much out of this. Uh, you know, I, I I I kind of was going in and out. 
I, I really didn't care about the match. I don't. I if you told would tell me something, I was like, oh, that happened because I don't remember a single thing that happened in, the, in this match. I, oh yeah, no, no, I, I failed uh, Frog Splash. I do remember that. That was kind of funny because of RVD's face. Oh yeah, he uh, looked like he was scared to do it. He's like, oh no, too high, too too much weed before this match. Oh ecstasy and he fell on his face so besides for that it was uh it wasn't anything i don't remember anything so that's something to keep in mind Aiden. um not really a lot to add to this i guess i mean this as you said was something we expected or at least tried to hope was going to be better than it was and it was just an utter disappointment it was so slow like, even Rob Van Dam, at the least, will bring some moments of excitement, and there was none of that. There was just a lot of rest holds. It sucked. Way go. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad of a match, but it was definitely slow, and I have to say, that falls more on Bad News Barrett than it does Rob Van Dam. He was working the bulk of the hate of this match, and it takes two to tango, so um, don't shill all the blame on RVD. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> nah, it's all his fault. I, I am going to blame it on RVD because Wade Barrett is supposed to make the, the match slower at points, and then Rob Van Dam is supposed to pick it up after that, and he never did that. It was just slow, 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 continued being slow, uh, missed Frog Splash, Bullhammer, and that was it. Yeah, but you can work heat in a way where you can bring the match up and down constantly, and there was really no openings for that. Bad News Barrett's just a boring heel when he's in the ring it's just one of those things he's got the randy orton i don't buy that because he had decent matches with john cena as a heel yeah i don't know and that was when i didn't like his cena matches i don't know i didn't think wade barrett and orton matches in 2012 weren't that bad either no they they were relatively i thought they were relatively good Something I noticed from this match, uh, the this, the scissors roll up that RVD does with his legs, that looks like the most simple thing to just kick out of. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone else ever noticed that. I just noticed it's more flash than it is actually effective. Yes. Okay. Because if I if I if that were ever to happen to me, unless you have like the strongest legs in the world, I feel like ah, I could just pick my shoulder up and yeah. To be fair, he has some it. fucking strong legs. Have you ever I seen him that. do the splits with the weightlifting? That's cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he like invent that as like a weightlifting thing? Oh. I don't. Yeah. I. I've. Someone told me he. Uh, he came up with like his own like he came up with like uh, something along those lines. No, I think you're thinking of Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude <laughs> Van Damme. There we go. Yeah, the same guy. Same guy. What the hell was the name of that guy Van uh, from WCW? Van um. Van Darn? No, it was something really ridiculous. Van Van, ha- Van Hammer. Van Hammer. That's right. <laughs> that guy was there for like years and years, and he never did anything. No, he was like. He's like the Jerry Santino kind of like he just kept popping up and you were just kind of like, really? Fucking Van Hammer. Rob Van Hammer. That's what I'm thinking. of. <laughs> Bobby Van Darn. OK, next segment we are going to talk about is the Daniel Bryan Brie Bella situation and our speculation of what's going to happen with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So Daniel Bryan was given an ultimatum. Does he forfeit the WWE championship or does Brie Bella get fired? And they went with the latter, kind of, because instead of getting fired, they did the typical, you can't fire me because I quit thing. And then she slapped Stephanie McMahon, which kind of seems like it would be grounds for assault or something if they're trying to go with that route. But 
Nah, now they're kind of just ignoring it. Uh, one thing I thought was funny during this match was... Or not during this match, because it wasn't a match. During this segment, Stephanie had a great line when the CM Punk chant started, and uh, she just threw out the whole, these people want you to quit just like CM Punk did. <laughs> that was a nice way of turning it back on the fans. I like when they do that. Uh, they stalled way too much. This went on far too long, and it ended up just being kind of stupid. Uh, Daniel Bryan, they still don't know what's happening with him with the title. I would assume that if they would have gotten really bad news, they wouldn't have gone through with this kind of a thing. They would have just had him forfeit the title. Melons. Or... Melons? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely heard melons. <laughs> I don't know how Melon's come in here, but uh, if they do drop the title, it'll be a shame that they just didn't do it here, as far as I'm concerned. Drew, your thoughts? Melon's dropped the title? What? Um, do you, I don't. I honestly don't remember much about this, because this, this was stupid, but I do remember the CM Punk chance. I thought it was pointless that they did this at the time that they ended up doing it. I, I just I do CM Punk should not be involved in something like this, and that's about it. Baden? Frankly, Daniel Bryan just should have been stripped of the damn title at the start. Like they're they're right. We want to see a defending champion. Payback sucked, and I'm not gonna say it was exclusive because of this, because really people should have been able to pick the slack. But I think having a main event title match would have helped the pay per view feel a lot more special. Can't disagree. Way go. This segment should have been on Raw mm. and shorter or not existent. It was really dumb. And I think they could have gave another match that needed more time, more time, or they could have put Axel Rose on the card against um, Jack Swagger. Without was... sing Chinese democracy. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, this, this segment was a dud as well. Didn't like it. No point of it being on the card. Uh, we're going to move on to a match here of the last man standing, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt in the next part. Last man standing match, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. John Cena wins by standing on a box, essentially. A um, <laughs> couple interesting spots during the match, but my criticism for this is the same as almost every last man standing match. They seem to forget that it's boring to watch people get up at nine over and over again when you know that they're not going to end up losing the match at that point you can't do a last man standing match and start the nine counts two minutes into the match unless that is ridiculously filled with spots and crazy stuff happening this wasn't uh you know by now if you're a wrestling fan even if you're a wrestling fan by a couple months or so You'll catch up and you'll watch other last man standing matches and all that. And you know that it has to end in some kind of a way where somebody does a finisher or there's a big spot of some sort. There's no other way that it ever ends. So when you have somebody give somebody a clothesline and they get up at eight and a half, you're just wasting that time. And you're not wasting eight seconds. You're wasting about 30 because of the way that the referees count. So a match that's maybe five minutes long, ten minutes long, ends up being kind of doubled, but with less of the actual quality of the match. So WWE doesn't seem to care about this or understand that, and almost all last-man-standing matches suffer from this. This did the same thing. 
Um, the only interesting parts that I thought were going on were the things with the Usos and the Wyatt family, uh, which was kind of awkward because it was like John Cena and Bray Wyatt fight each other and not a whole lot's happening. But then you've got the Usos and they're like, I'm flying through a table and I'm putting you through a table and we're doing this crazy shit. I would have rather have seen that fucking last man standing match instead of these two. Uh, the match ends with John Cena tossing Bray Wyatt with an attitude adjustment through, I think that was supposed to be like some of the, um, electrical stuff. I, I don't know. Cause they did that one stupid spot where they were like, Oh, you know, there was some kind of electrical disturbance or some shit and they didn't really show it. And they did the typical, like <laughs> kind of stupid firework shit in the background. That's always ridiculous when they do that. Um, but whatever he threw him through, he then put a box on top of that, stood on top of that. So John Cena wins, and we don't see Bray Wyatt for a week because he couldn't get out of a box, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Drew? I've, I'm have i actually kind of like tone death of uh, last minute standing matches now. I've it, well, they're kind of like tone deaf during your outros. <laughs> <laughs> and... I've, it's they're kind of like Hell in a Cell matches to what you guys are like. You've seen so many of them that they're not really special anymore. I would have preferred that they went with like a I quit match method instead of this, you know, because I don't know. I quit matches to me are a lot better than Last Man Standing because you, you only get to see them like once every couple years. So I wish they would have went with that route. And I thought maybe this the stipulation to this match it could have actually made more sense than Last Man Standing. But uh, for the match itself, I actually liked it, you know. If you've seen John Cena, usually does good in last man standing matches. Last year, when he had his last man standing with Ryback, I thought it was good. This is about the same. I thought the ending was stupid. Like when he when he did the F, the attitude just went through the box. I was like, oh my god. Like I thought that was stupid. And then putting another box on top of the box and him standing on the box, I was like, oh man, that that's something. You got me there. So, yeah, besides for the Uso and uh, Harper and Rowan stuff, this is just not really memorable. But I will give it credit and say it was at least good. Payton? Match was dumb. And it's it's not a problem of last man standing matches. I get the psychology of it. It never really bothered me. I've liked lots of other ones, including ones with John Cena. Uh, JBL alluded to the one with him and Umaga. I loved that match. This one, not so much. These guys' chemistry just is not working. I'm, I'm just really not even a big fan of Bray Wyatt's ring work anyway. We've been off and on with what we think about him and the whole group. Um, I'm, I'm very cold on at least his ring work right now. That still hasn't won me over. And this just further solidifies that. At the least, I hope this is the end, that this is supposed to be the conclusion of whatever story we have be- between these guys. Bray Wyatt wasn't on Raw. Um, I, I don't know what he's going to have to say on SmackDown, and I'm probably not going to find out unless they do a recap on Raw, because I'm not fucking watching SmackDown. <laughs> um, just just let the Wyatts go on to whatever the hell else they're doing. Hopefully this doesn't mean John Cena becomes the next champion. Uh, that, that would require him being in Money in the Bank, which I don't want to see him win two of those. Oh, my goodness. Um if we have to crown a new champion, use this opportunity to get a new face in there. And I don't want to be that freaking smarky internet guy. Oh, you got to build new stars. This this is the time. It's it's summer. Seth we have Rollins. all these. Seth Rollins is fine. We have all these interesting new names popping up. I mean, the, the lower card is being filled with all this new talent coming in, like Adam Rose and Bo Dallas and all these other great names that you have sitting, waiting, chomping at the bit in NXT. It's time so to bring up some of these. Bo Dallas needs the belt. Sure. Fuck, I think he'd be better than John Cena. 
but it's it's time to raise all these guys you've had that have been just sitting around the upper to the middle of the card. Time to bring them up that let it sink or swim. You know, Dolph Ziggler, I think he's had enough opportunities. And he hasn't been able to capitalize on it. But what about someone like, I don't know, freaking Cody Barrett, Rhodes? Cody Rhodes, Cesaro, Kofi even Kingston? Kofi Kingston. I don't know if I would give him a main event. Uh, Maybe give him a, a feud, see how it works. And if it works, you can go from there. When Dave no, said that was a guy I think that's totally got a bunch of potential. You mean, you mean no, Lance Stevenson? I would, yeah, I would rather have him do basketball skits. That's way better. <laughs> but yeah, you, you guys you guys feel me. Uh, John Cena's great, and I, I think you can still capitalize on a lot of money with that guy. But you know, John Cena is like The Undertaker was for the last number of years of his career. He, he doesn't have to have a title to have something meaningful, meaningful going on. Whatever John Cena is doing at a particular moment is going to be a story of interest for people watching the show. So you can use that title to, to make something else more important rather than whatever the hell John Cena is doing. I agree. Like, they've scaled him back down a lot now. You've only got to raise his stock around WrestleMania time and get him doing something interesting. The rest of the year, he can just plod along doing what he does. He's still going to bring in merchandise sales. Right. It's not like the kids are going to stop paying attention because he's not holding the title. So, like, ooh, colorful shirt. I want that. Wego, <laughs> your thoughts on this match? I actually enjoyed this match. Um, I enjoyed the element of the Usos and Hopper and Ginger Dude going at it. Can't remember his name. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Um, some steps got thrown. That was a cool spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what happened there where Cena kind of like got thrown by Bray Wyatt and then I almost heard like a pyro go off or something. That was a bit odd. Oh. It, yeah, it was really know. off timing. Like I, I meant to make a comment about that. Like the the pyro just went off after they had crashed into it. It seemed like it, they just timed it wrong. Like they they were way too late hitting the button, and it's like, oh well, I'm five seconds late. Might as well still hit it because I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you're, and you want to know what was also weird about it? Like it didn't seem to affect Cena at all because like a few set moments later, he just fu'd Bray Wyatt. It must have supercharged him. That's what those fireworks <laughs> yeah. did. That's gonna be his new cool. gimmick. Bray was just laughing awkwardly. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody got Explosion. fired. <laughs> <laughs> I always but, hate when they do that spot because it never looks real. And that just really looked ass, uh, ass backwards because it was just like, not only yeah. did I not see any pyro, but the fucking commentators, if I'm remembering correctly, you just kind shit of about it. Off. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, t- that was TNA Electric Cage Bad. <laughs> no, no, the only time that spot has ever looked legitimate was, like, back in 2005 when Har- when Matt Hardy, like, did, like, the twist of fate to edge off the ramp into stuff like that. That was the only time I remember it actually looking legit. And you know what's funny? They try to do this kind of shit like that and with, like, Ryback uh, tackling John Cena through the stage and it's, like... You can tell that it's there's no yeah. fucking wires or anything like that. Well, well, no, last year when they did it, it just looked like a bunch of light bulbs, and it was just like this right. big screen that you could just like push through, like like beads. Yeah, it looked like that last year. I mean, I remember yeah. what you're talking about. But they yeah, that's that crap, and then they do stuff that looks really good, like when uh, John Cena was thrown into that light, and it's mm, like that was awesome. That looks <laughs> like he's thrown into a fucking light. I'll believe it. Yeah, it's and, and he's actually bleeding a little. Right, like. You want to obviously keep things where you're not hurting the guys too much, but if you can't do something to make it look believable, don't fucking do it. Don't have somebody throw somebody 
off of like uh, part of the roof and go like, oh, I don't know what happened there. And it's like, oh, I think he landed on a fucking pad because he would have died otherwise. The stupid shit with the uh, Zack Ryder and Kane and all that. God damn it, that was awful. Um, so yeah, that that part sucked. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think one of the things that hurt this match was the ending of it. It was like, oh, I'm going to fu you for this conveniently placed plywood that's over here. And then he put the thing on top of him. Personally, when it comes to a Last Man Standing match, I want a whole bunch of big spots um, leading up towards it so the final one actually takes you a bit by surprise or at least you think there's some way that he's going to get it up. But as soon as he put that on top of it, everyone knew it was done. Mm. If you want a good example of a Last Man Standing match, Triple H and Shawn Michaels had a fantastic one where they was just bloody and beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, I have a question. When, when mm-hmm. a person is down for the count, isn't the opponent supposed to, like, give them space and go stand on the opposite side of the ring or at least away from them? They're certainly they're not supposed to be standing on top of them, holding weight down on top of them. They've <laughs> never really gone over it too much where it's like, ah, so, fucking rules. Well, you know, if you're, t- if you're still, like, beating them up, it doesn't count. Like, something like that. Well, this is the same company that had someone get disqualified in a Royal Rumble one year because fuck it. Oh, yeah, the Finley thing? Yeah, so... Uh, he got, got disqualified for jumping the gun and using a weapon. Yeah, fucking 2001, sense. they had a whole hardcore half an hour in it. It's like the <laughs> fucking... It's, this company is so ass-backwards on its rules that I don't think it really matters. At least it's not WCW bad. They were far worse. <laughs> you can only win this match by pinfall. Oh my god, there's a disqualification. Let's end it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so summary of this match could it, it was good could have been a lot better though alright guys we have two more matches left on this card Divas Championship and then the main event of the night those are coming up in the next two parts so stay tuned welcome back we're on part 13 of Smack Talk here and it's time to talk about Alicia Fox versus Paige for the Divas Championship Paige wins via her submission which now has a name the PTO, the page tap out. At least it's not called the uh, super special name of modified Scorpion Crosslock. Like I'd like to know what a normal Scorpion Crosslock is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alicia, of course, kept up the whole going crazy kind of thing. <laughs> I thought uh, one part was funny during this match where she acted all, all pissed off because somebody in the crowd that she went to grab a drink from didn't have anything in their cup. I just made me laugh. I don't really know why. Uh, oh, she's I... coming over here. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious if somebody did that. They're just like, oh shit, she wants my drink. Go, 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 go. I paid eight bucks for this thing. <laughs> no, I wonder if you could go back to the concession stands like, hey, can I get a refill for free? Uh, this this girl just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of paid to drink this, and I was really thirsty, and I would have given it to her if she was more thirsty, but she didn't seem like she was. She kind of just, you know, poured it all over her face. That's kind of sticky. Can I, uh, can I get another one? And I'm pretty sure that Rusev ate my food, too. So. <laughs> I had potato. I had, I had some fries, and he said it was cannibalism. <laughs> I was disappointed in this match because I kind of, the same with the RVD one, I thought that it was going to be better, and I was putting myself out there saying that I would enjoy it. So when I I didn't enjoy it, it meant that I didn't enjoy it all that much more. I still like what Alicia's doing, and I still think that these two could have 
a better match, but it wasn't this one, unfortunately. Drew? Every match that Paige has been in since she's joined the main roster, I swear to God, she just gets her ass kicked, and then she wins in the end. It's like a John Cena match, but with Paige. And it was an okay match, but again, when it's just Alicia Fox just controlling the entire match, she's just... She's a good wrestler for a diva, but she's not nothing spectacular. So yeah, it was not going to be amazing. But I did like Alicia's just run out crying thing. I thought that was funny at the end. <laughs> the flailing the arms. <laughs> yes, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was good. Uh, nothing ring wise worth noting, but uh, yeah, it was just an okay match. That was like the uh, the fucking Zoidberg thing or something like that. Like she should just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, she'd make the noise that Peyton gave her. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton, your thoughts on this match? I don't really have any because I just skipped over it to the very end to see Paige win as I knew she would. The reign of Paige continues. This Alicia Fox thing is stupid, and hopefully this will be the end of it. You're stupid. Don't be a lemon. Be a rosebud. Be a pavement. <laughs> Way go. Meh. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> um, this was a match. Now you're quoting Drew. This wasn't a match. <laughs> no fucks. <laughs> no fucks whatsoever. No. Well, people will pay more attention when these two are in the, uh, tournament i guess <laughs> oh I, th- I thought you guys liked this deep alicia fox character she had and she was i never said it was getting deep. so much I said it was a better character. Um, no i don't think anybody said it when did i say i didn't like it at all today shut up drew i didn't say i didn't like it i was complimenting it a little bit ago hey i think alicia fox is better than Paige in the ring and quite frankly Paige has been a letdown since she's come to the main roster that's because she's not wrestling she's just getting her ass kicked in and yeah, she seems to be stuck in British indie mentality where, as a babyface, because that seems to be a thing where, um, especially on the UK scene, is most of the matches are total ass whooping, comeback finish, and that's all Paige has done. Either that's her mentality, or someone who's putting her matches together needs to fucking change yeah. the direction. I don't know who which road agent's working with her, but right now it fucking stinks. That's one. And see what it's the Paige. Takeover? Is that what her finisher is? Just the page yeah. turnover, page which is turnover. Her... Oh, that's fucking stupid. It's that really is a... a generic name. Page tap out. It's just it's... saying what you're doing. That's like, like John Cena's finisher should be like, John Cena beats guy. <laughs> hey, the, Daniel the, Bryan had the knee the that knee beat plus. Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. The knee plus. I mean, god, this the page turnover. I'd, I'd take the modified Scorpion death cross step, whatever the fuck the name that was. I'd take that. I'll take that over this. That This is fucking stupid. <laughs> Last match coming up. No holds barred elimination match between the Shield and Evolution. Evolution versus Shield. No holds barred elimination match. We were talking before about how the baby face gets their ass handed to them and then they come back. A lot of that happened in this match, but I thought that it was more entertaining. Although not nearly as good as the one at Extreme Rules, which kind of uh, echoes a lot of things that happened throughout this night. There were some decent spots, some that were blown over a little bit more than they were supposed to be, I guess. Um, I was not the, uh, the biggest, biggest fan of Seth Rollins jumping off that part of the stage. 
they kind of made a huge, huge deal out of that. And while it's something that I can't do, it's not something that I haven't seen before. So um, I think that his spot at Extreme Rules jumping with the whole audience thing was a lot better and a lot more interesting. When you repeat it, basically do the same thing, I don't care as much anymore. Uh, some interesting notes here. Blue Tista, naturally. That was trending. I that thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, of course, the Spanish announce, announcer's table gets uh, Roman Reigns' uh, powerbomb through that. Batista getting knocked out first. Again, he really has been taking a lot of shit ever since that Royal Rumble win. What a crap. The kendo stick spot with Roman Reigns and all that, that was uh, pretty painful. And really interesting that the Shield did not lose one member in this. The elimination match ended up completely playing into their factor, and they ended up uh, getting a clean sweep, which I did not expect to happen. Not only did I think that Evolution was going to win this, but I thought that it was going to come down to uh, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. But nope. Opposite way, Roman Reigns spears Triple H for the final elimination. And uh, match of the night, I think, but I didn't really think a whole lot of matches were great, so by default, it kind of gets in that spot. Drew? I didn't get to watch this match. The network started, like, not working for me, so I, I haven't gone back and watched this match yet, but I'm going to just kind of take your word for it. And when I heard that it was a clean sweep, and then the next night, Seth Rollins... Uh, joins evolution i i'm i'm really fucking confused about that now that i think about it that makes no sense why he leave but hey hey you know I, I, it's not my booking so i i can't say much about it so you know yeah it is going to be curious how they try to explain why seth rollins moved because they they look better than ever and oh I, I'm, I'm too good for you guys now because we're just oh. amazing as a three a threesome oh, Triple H did a sit-down interview saying he's the brains of the operation. Well, that Seth Rollins is, and Seth probably went in business for himself. He's the brains, so the shield will crumble without him. The homeless man is fucking brains? Jesus, who is this? The pursuit of happiness? Is he Will Smith? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Peyton, your thoughts on this match? And the uh, Seth Rollins situation as well? Well, the match was a total disappointment. Nothing like the mm-hmm. match they had last month, and just not even a match that you would expect for the caliber of the talent that you have in there. Um, you want to talk about a match that was just somebody, the baby faces being beaten down for the first part of it and then rallying back and winning it. That's what this was. Holy fuck, man. The the, the Shield felt like they were just being beat down for freaking ever and ever and ever. It felt like it was never going to end. Oh, the match stunk. Um as far as the situation with Seth Rollins, I think that's fantastic. It's good to break up a group while they're still hot and relevant. Um, I think they got a good life out of them. And if they were going to continue anything between them and the Wyatts, then get them apart. Let's see what each of them can do individually. Hmm. It's funny. Cause I remember you saying that, uh, they should hold the group together until next WrestleMania. Well, that wasn't, no, I didn't say they, I said they could do it until next they WrestleMania. Could. I said in February, it was too soon. And that yeah. was in February. I mm, said they should at least have it go. You wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, okay. and remember, everyone was swearing the Shield was going to break up at Elimination Shaper. Everyone figured it was a, everyone figured it was think, a given. <laughs> I think they planned on doing it. I think they pulled the plug on it. Because they heard me? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, because exactly. They, no, because of the CM Punk situation. I think a lot of plans changed because of the CM Punk situation. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with that. Um, maybe they I, are paying attention. But I thought have... that was a work. It is. But they had, it, was, it was a sudden work, so they had to shift their plans. 
but it all depends on if they start doing anything with Potato. Then we'll know for sure. <laughs> if Rusev comes out and they fucking repackage him as uh, being from Idaho and he's got a fucking Potato gimmick, then we have to call bullshit. But other than that, I think it might have been uh, just a change of plans. I don't know why they decided to do that. Potato, um, such a potato. Well, you Maybe can play. remix Linda's music and just have it. Po, po, potato, po. I think that'd be great for him. Uh, as far as this match goes, fucking stunk. And it was an absolute disappointment. I fucking hated it. I was really down on this match, and I think this hurt the pay-per-view more than anything because it went on last. Uh-huh. And that was the last image you had in your mind. It was a senseless, pointless beatdown for what seemed like forever. And then out of nowhere, after being beaten down three-on-one each individual, they came out of nowhere and got the clean sweep. It was just really dumb. I understand the story that I was trying to tell. This whole feud that was all about destroying the shield, so they were systematically trying to destroy each one. And one of the biggest moments of this match was meant to be Seth Rollins jumping off the Titantron. That would have been great if they used a decent fucking camera angle. They fucked that up too. So, yeah, I didn't give a shit about this. Well, I, I wanted to give a shit about this match, but they didn't give me a reason to. It was a fucking dud. All right, guys, that wraps up our thoughts on Payback. As always, tell us what you guys thought of this in the comments below. And we have one more thing to take care of for this episode, so we will see you in the next part. The last bit of business that we are going to take care of, per usual, Fantasy League. So I'm going to pass this over to Mr. Payton. Hey, y'all. Lots of big things went down this week in the Fantasy League. We started our second session, which means our waiver wire resets. We'll be taking care of our subs in a minute. But, man, point values have changed drastically. Most importantly, poor Drew White and the Drew crew (laughs) suffered a 100-point penalty thanks to good old Dave Batista walking out on the company. I tell you, when I put that rule in there, I really wasn't sure if anybody was actually going to suffer it because I figured people would have the foresight to drop someone off their team before anything like that happened. Like Tony did? Like Brie Bella? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Was I on last week? Uh, Do you have email or do you have Facebook or do you have anything to get in contact with the outside world? Well, obviously, since I'm on here right now, I do not have any of those things. So... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, to give you guys an update on the scores, in last place still, Mr. Steven Juego with 125 points. However, he is not too far behind the fifth place, Miguel Leon's Team Best for Business with 135 points. Sitting down in fourth place, also not too far ahead of them, Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes with 146 (laughs) points. Falling down to third place after that big penalty is Drew White's The Drew Crew with 184 points, which means Sean Walker's Team Homeless has bumped up to second place with 208 points. And my team, Next Gen, still sitting pretty way up in first place with 358 points. Tell you what, I drafted some winners there. (laughs) So let's take care of some substitutions because I know you guys definitely got some of them you want to do. Definitely drew does at the very least. However, we have to go according to the order of who has the least amount of points. It's only the fair thing to do. So Mr. Juego, you have first choice. I'm actually going to keep my team the same. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. They've actually done big show. I was considering picking up big show, but here's the thing. 
He occasionally comes out and knocks Damian Sandow out. Some weeks he won't. El Torito's going to be pretty much there each week, and he occasionally has a pay-per-view match, and he's picked me up points on two separate occasions now. Hmm. And Paul Hamian, Paul Hamian, Paul Hamian's <laughs> a, a constant each week as long as he comes out with Cesaro. So, as far as I'm concerned, I've got and everyone. I didn't actually have a guy that lost me any points this week, so that's I'm, fair. I'm keeping it the way. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You're not going to pick up Paul Hamian Sandow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to Miguel Leon, who's not here, hasn't sent me any messages. So next would be Tony Mango. I really, really want to echo the same point I mentioned last week of wanting to switch up a couple different people. But there's nobody that I really think is going to end up being that much more of a benefit. So as much as I had thought about picking up Cody Rhodes or Mark Henry or Kofi or Sandow or whatever... I don't think that I can. All right. Well, that brings us to Sean Walker. Also has not been in touch with me for any trades. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Drew White, on you. Well, since, you know, my team's kind of fucked because of Batista. um, (laughs) You're not going to keep him? You know, as much as my heart wants to, no, I don't. So, I'm going to drop Batista and I'm going to pick up the big show. Well, well, it's, it's the a big show. It's the potato. <laughs> well, that would bring it to me next. And I tell you what, I got to get rid of someone who's going to be poisoned for me if I try to hold on to him any longer. I'm just going to go ahead and admit it's not a work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe that now. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm dropping CM Punk. And in his place, I think the best candidate for me to grab would be Cody Rhodes. I'm curious about what they're doing with him, and if he's not going to be wrestling and he's just going to be looking at a monitor, hey, that's getting me appearance points. And if this actually does go somewhere, then hey, that's more points for me later on. So, Wago and Tony, just really quick, you got Batista and you got CM Punk on the table. Does that change any of your minds about making a trade? Hell nope. Nope. All right. Well, then that'll conclude all business. Oh, okay. Oh. Go ahead, Drew. Alright, I'm gonna drop Nikki Bell and I'm gonna pick up uh the axe, Curtis Axel. Wow, okay. Drew White making two trades. Now we got Nikki Bella for Curtis Axel. Drew, anything else for you, dude? You'll find it. As of right now, no. Alright, well then that concludes all the business this week for the fantasy league for the current standings and all the other things you want to check out involving it. Go to keepingkfabe.com or the official Keeping Kfabe Facebook page. Facebook.com slash keeping All right, guys, one last thing to do after that. Plug time. Drew, you're up first. Oh, man. I'm not going to fuck it up this week. So, uh, on Thursday nights, we have a show on Mega Powers Radio called Sports Talk Weekly. And as you can tell, it's about sports. I'm on there. So, it's Chris Chester, a regular on this show. Uh, tomorrow, it will be at 7 o'clock as of right now. Isn't that right, Peyton? Yes. Yeah, we're going to special time because there's uh, the the championships or whatever going on this Thursday. Yeah, there's uh, basketball, NBA championships going on at 9 o'clock, and it's just so that you can be able to watch both us and listen to us and watch the game. So uh, for that, you know, be sure to tune in tomorrow at 7 o'clock here on Mega Powers Radio. So, hey, that's something to keep in mind. And that's about it for me. Uh, Drew Crew, uh, Tony Tyke suck, like always. And, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Payton 
Oh, if you enjoyed all the hijinks you heard here, you should hear us when we are live and we can't hold anything back. And you can do that every single Monday night after Raw on Mega Powers Radio for our Raw post show. We give our live thoughts. You should have heard us this Monday immediately after the turn from Seth Rollins. We were rendered absolutely speechless. You could have been speechless, too, if you were there. Many of you were. Uh, we know Awesome Piano Man has been joining us there when he can. I think Habit Man has popped in once in a while. But if you haven't yet, get over there because not only do we talk, but we want to hear what you got to say, too. We have a chat room rolling. We got a phone line. You can dial in and get your voice heard along with us. Lots of fun. Join us Mondays. Megapowersradio.com. Yeah, I can't. go. All right, so if you want to check out any uh, mixed martial arts coverage, you can check out UDMMA.com, Twitter.com slash UDMMA, and Facebook.com slash UDMMA. Also, be sure to check out Addicted to Anime on Mega Powers Radio. It's a monthly show that we do covering various animes and various um, anime movies that come out. Um, Next, we're going to be reviewing Cowboy Bebop. As soon as we've got a time, we'll let you know. Uh, but for all updates, go to facebook.com slash addictedanimefans and check us out. All right, guys. Uh, next week, I am not 100% positive what we're going to do for our special feature. If you guys have sent in enough questions for the mailbag, we'll be doing that. If not, we'll do that the week afterward. Uh, there are a couple things that I've been kind of um, going back and forth between maybe having a top rope list of the most bankable stars, kind of a pun on the Money in the Bank thing coming up. Maybe we'll do another heel or face. Maybe we'll do a finisher versus finisher. I don't know. Tell us what you think that you would want to see for this week and or this upcoming week and the week after that, and we'll factor that in. Uh, we will be doing the next round part two of the divas tournament so stay tuned for that as well make sure you get those votes in send in those mailbag questions send in those comments like us follow us subscribe to us all the other kind of stuff like that itunes stitcher blah 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 smartoutmoment.com a mango tree fanboys anonymous plugs 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 you know the deal by now guys this has been another smartout moment and we're being counted out in our sock hats. <laughs> the, uh, the, in our spandex. <laughs> and meat. <laughs> <laughs>